You're about to listen to a Gaming Stooges podcast with your regularly scheduled Stooges. I'm Jack. The internet calls me Cloud. And I'm Landon. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion, and if you do, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, following us on Twitch, or joining our Discord. Let's get on with the show. It's a whole new world we live in. We live in Pokemon Johto. Hey, Hi, folks. Everybody. I don't know if who's listening, who's known about the previous podcast and who hasn't. We did talk about Pokemon as a general series earlier, and we mentioned that we would do like individual generations. We did Generation 1. We're back for Generation 2. Hell yeah. So... I'm just going to do a quick rundown, just going to kind of like spew off like what did Generation 2 introduce because we've got a lot of new stuff compared to what Generation 1 had. And then just we're going to talk about our experiences with the series, with the generation, how we got into it, what we liked, what we didn't like. But the games are obviously Pokemon Gold and Silver, which came out on October 15th, 2000 in North America. Introducing the Johto region and its gym leaders, the Dark and Steel types, notably splitting the special stat into two stats, Special Attack and Special Defense. First games, and only games, to include two regions, which give you an entire like, set of gym leaders and badges to go for. First games in the series to include a super boss post-game trainer, starting with Red. And we got a whole bunch of new mechanics. We've got the introduction of breeding and eggs and genders to pokemon there's a day and night cycle and days of the week cycle there's the expansion of the friendship mechanic which was exclusive to pikachu back in pokemon yellow now every pokemon has it and it can affect certain things like evolutions we've got multiple sections in the inventory for your bag instead of it being one pocket you got multiple different pockets that's a big thing as well shiny pokemon held items a screen that lets you check what your moves do because the first games didn't have that for some reason. And on top of that, we had Crystal Version, which was released not too long after, actually. July 21st, 2001. I thought it was a holiday release. I was wrong. But that also added the option to choose the gender for your player character. That was the first. The first to include a battle facility with the battle tower. And... They first to include a move tutor, special battle music for legendary Pokemon, and animations for Pokemon when they enter battle. So, bunch of firsts for this generation. There was only two side games. We talked about the side games at large in our like overall series discussion, but the only two in this generation are Stadium Two and Puzzle Challenge. So, like, not gonna spend any time talking about those. So, what are our first experiences with Gold, Silver, and Crystal? Yes. 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 No. Oh? No? I mean, n- not quite. Not quite to the extent of you guys. I have uh, very, very brief, like, interactions with these games uh, before Gen 3 came out. Uh, just from playing it on Friends Game Boys. But as far as first-hand experience as a child growing up, not much. Until emulation. Was that your first way of playing? 
the original gold and silver, yes. Oh wow. And how how far back was this? Uh good question. I was gonna say, do you remember the first time you played Pokemon Gold and Silver? Like all the way through? Probably like two thousand nine, if I had to guess. Okay. Well, me personally, I got the both of the games for my birthday in two thousand and one, so I got it like the holiday after they came out. And um I remember vividly my sister was mad that I got both games, even though she never plays Pokemon. But I decided, all right, fine, you can pick one of the games, I'll keep the other, which one do you want? And she picked Silver, started with Cyndaquil, went to the first route of the game, and didn't play anymore. As for Perfect me, story. I yep. played Gold, I picked Totodile. I basically ran almost the entire game with just that Totodile. Like, I got Togepi, I leveled it up a little bit, I somehow beat Jasmine's level 35 Steelix with my Togepi that was level 15. That's a cool story I'll share later on in the podcast. And that that was that was it. I beat the Elite Four with a level 65 for Alligator, so yeah, that was cool. That was, this was all, and a lot of this was, um... I actually played on the Game Boy Advance because that was um oh that was that was out like the next like holiday season so more of my memories come from playing it on that but I did play it back when I originally had my Game Boy Color that I played everything else on yeah I never got Crystal though until like much more recently but I mean I had Gold. I don't remember if I got those right at at launch, uh, but I did get those pretty early on, um, and those were like my main ones I played was Pokemon uh, Gold, Silver, Crystal. Uh, mostly Silver was like my my main file game, and then Gold became my restart to trade Pokemon over and to get all the starters and everything. So you that had a game link cable at the time too. Uh, yes. Um, even though I did not have a, uh, well, I didn't really do the trading until I got my, uh, Game Boy Advance SP, but I still, like, got one of those, um, and I was doing, like, Gen 2 a lot, even when Gen 3, like, I had access to Gen 3, I was still playing a lot of Gen 2. Um, so yeah, uh, Silver was my main, um, Cyndaquil was my main on that. Um, and then I did a bit of Totodile and a bit of, uh, Chikorita. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, definitely the, like, the highlight memory I remember, it was a, it was a gold run, and I had a shitty, like, I, I had a pretty decent team, but I had, like, a, a level 5 Spinarak that, uh, won me the, uh, Rival fight in, uh, Ekerjik City in the Burn Tower. Oh wow! I remember that that uh that fight pretty vividly. Do you want to go into detail with it? Um, yeah, everything died, and I all I had left was this like level five spin rack, and I threw it out, and I think I had spammed a smoke screen or something to make uh like the the last of the rivals pokemon like 
miss uh, an attack, and it just landed a poison sting and was actually able to win. That's pretty much what happened. Okay. Yeah. I had a similar uh, story. Jack, did you have something you wanted to share first, though? Not really. Go ahead. So the Togepi thing. The, I remember this vividly because it was the only Pokemon I had leveled up really at all besides my Feraligator. It was probably upper 30s. It might have been around 40 or 41. It wasn't like above like 41 or 42, though. And I just remember fighting Jasmine and... So her Steelix knows the moves in Gold and Silver, uh, Sunny Day, uh, Iron Tail, Rock Throw, and um, some other move that uh, I can't remember. It's it's like a move that I don't think it does damage. I think it's like uh, Harden or some shit. It's I'm probably Harden. But anyway, I know that her two attacking moves are iron tail and rock throw these are not very accurate moves and uh somehow one of the magnemites that she has managed to paralyze my feraligator before it went down maybe i just was a stupid kid and i like used a move that didn't kill it i don't know but uh because of that the steelix was able to knock out my feraligator and so i send out togepi and i have two moves i have metronome and a second one was like a stab, a weak stab attack. And I had been thinking for like years, I was like, what move is it that I'm like, because he had, she had something, he he had something. Turns out it was Swift. I taught that by TM. I thought it was like Peck or like Pound or Headbutt or something. No, it was, it was definitely Swift. I send out the Togepi. The Steelix misses with his attack and I went for Metronome. The first thing I got off was an Octazooka. <laughs> and I don't know if you know what the move Octazooka does. That also lowers the Pokemon's accuracy. And then the next metronome, it might not have been the exact ne- next metronome, but just the moral of the story is this Steelix just could not land a hit. And I landed two moves that lowered accuracy and nothing else. The second was a smoke screen. I got like insane moves too, like keep in mind this steelix has sunny day and somehow i got off a solar beam during these these metronomes i think there was fire i think there was fire blast there was like a couple like dud moves like i think one of them was like uh i think might be might be like growl or something else that was like nothing because i used up all of my metronomes and she got off her hyper potion and somehow despite that this Steelix could not land a hit, and with the spamming Swift, I eventually took it out. Togepi leveled up twice, and I remember the very next level, we uh, it evolved into Togetic, and then I brought that Togetic to the bug catching contest. As like I don't know, I guess I sell. I wanted to celebrate, so that was my most vivid memory when I was a kid. That and um, dying to Bruno a lot with because of my Feraligator. Bruno's crosstop is brutal mm-hmm. because I'm just soloing with this one thing. So if I don't kill it, that thing can actually just one shot me. And it did it more times than it should have. Once I got past Bruno, like I was, I was good. Like, I don't remember Karen and I don't remember Lance giving me a hard time, but Bruno's my champ with crosschop. My goodness. I remember I was like watching Sesame street one day and just playing Pokemon gold when that happened. It took me like five, six tries. 
You should have just cloned your for alligator five times, and then just ran the only well, four with a. The, I would learn about the cloning glitch like as a kid, but not at that point. Uh, I had I had already beaten the game by the time my friend discovered the cloning glitch and then taught me about it, because my friend was financially well off and his mom had a computer, so he was able to go on the internet in two thousand and one and two thousand two, and look this stuff up on game FAQs. So. I forget how I learned, but I know I I did it as a child because I had a my silver file had six Typhlosions, all level one hundred that all knew the same move set, and I know I took that for funsies to go fight Red. Or yeah, so I forget how I learned that, but uh, I also did it as a child. Okay. Jack, do you remember who your starter was for this generation, like, when you first played it? Probably Totodile, I think, but honestly, I don't remember super Chikorita. well. got okay. it. So, a uh, couple of the major things that they introduced was the Dark and Steel types. So, we got a whole bunch of new Pokemon of those types. We've also... There was also one Pokemon that was retroactively changed its type, Magnemite Magneton. Uh... There was also, like, a bunch of new Pokemon that were uh, built off of the new mechanics, like the day and night cycle. You had Pokemon such as Eevee could evolve into two new forms, Espeon and Umbreon. And then there's some a lot of Pokemon you could just straight up not obtain unless it was a certain time of day. So you'd commonly run into, like, Hoot Hoot at night. Uh, Sunkern could not be encountered at night, for example. And that also extended, like, the headbutt trees that you could do. You had, like, certain Pokemon, like, you could get them at night and they'd be asleep. I thought that was kind of funny, like, if you, like, use the headbutt. Like, an execute could fall out of the tree and it's just asleep right off the bat. But what are some of your favorite new Pokemon that were introduced? There was a hundred new ones. Am I going first? You're Jack. Uh, Okay. How many how many do you want? Whatever you can list off. Five percent. I have ten. So five. Ten percent. You, you can do ten percent. <laughs> uh alright. I just purely design wise, this has nothing to do with how good they are as Pokemon, but just these are the designs I like the most. I like Noctowl. Uh Hoot Hoot was uh I remember having a, a very large Hoot Hoot poster when I was a small child. Don't know why, but like Toot Hoot, Noctowl is a cool design. Uh, I wrote down Zatu, uh, Mareep, Wooper, who, you know, one of the best, and Quagsire as well. Uh, Umbreon and Espeon, technically, I'm going to have m- more than 10, but that's okay. Uh, Heracross, Teddy Ursa, and Ursaring, Skarmory, Fampy. And Tyranitar. Okay. Um, so, I didn't write these down because I can just kind of list them off. I've got two different answers. One is when I was a kid, and like one is like now. So my top five back when I was a kid were... I had Feraligator, Ampharos, Steelix. I, do- I like Tyranitar a lot. I remember liking Tyranitar a lot. And I think Ho-Oh... The thing about these games is that, like, I spent a lot of time bringing Pokemon over from my Gen 1 games. So, like, 
And these games do rely, we'll, we'll get into it, but these games do rely a lot on like the older Pokemon. So as much as there are some really cool new Pokemon, like I ended up spending a lot of time using old Pokemon as well. But now my top five are definitely um, Espeon, Skarmory, Heracross, uh, Houndoom, and Kingdra. Like those are my top five. With Crobat as like an honorable mention. Crobat's another Pokemon that evolves through the new happiness mechanics, by the way. Kind of a pain in the ass. Okay, so I would say for like evolution lines, for the most part, uh, Cyndaquil line, love that. Uh, I love, I do love Crobat. Crobat's great. Uh, although I don't think I used it much in Gen 2. I think it was like starting around Gen 3 is when I actually like really used it. Um, Mareep's whole family line, uh, shout out to them. Um, love Umbreon. Uh, Umbreon's probably my favorite of the EV evolutions. Espeon's really cool too. Shoutouts to Patreon from Pokemon XV. And then I gotta throw it to my two boys. Shuckle, Dunsparce. Hell love yeah. Them. Love them to death. Fair enough. Um, and then yeah, like, Heracross is sick. Um... Teddy Ursa, Ursa Ring are cool. Those are, like, definitely, like, the big ones. Uh, as far as, like, legendary from from this set, out of the, the six, technically, uh, Lugia is my favorite. Um, I would say probably from the dogs, I would probably go Entei. Okay. Yeah. I'm probably say. more of a Raikou. Raikou. Raikou's cool, too. I think that might have been the first... Either Entei or Raikou was, like, the first one I actually, like, ran into and caught. Uh, but Entei's really cool. I'll admit, when I was a kid, I never caught any of the beasts originally. Damn. They were hard. They, the first roaming Pokemon are. I ever caught was Latios. And that Damn. that was also a pain. That, yeah. We'll, you know what? I'll say his line. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's that's another thing. This game also introduced roaming Pokemon with the legendary dogs and legendary beasts, legendary cats. They, uh, yeah, so like, they go, you go into the burn tower and set them free and then they go run around. You gotta, I'm impressed the Game Boy Color cartridges could store that information indefinitely without like having to move them to like a specific spot every time. The fact that they could actually like remember where each of them were. I think it's actually kind of impressive now that I think about it. It's kind of impressive what Gold and Silver could keep track of, despite being on a Game Boy Color cartridge, but that does bring up a, a major discussion. Oh boy, here we go. The cartridge's batteries, I remember. <laughs> Mine kept dying. Like, and like... I don't think it was dying because the battery itself was dying. I think that there was mishandling of the cartridge when I was a kid that I don't remember. Because there'd be times where it would hold a save for like a hundred plus hours. And then I'd start a new... And then it would like one day I'd boot it up and there'd just be no file there. It would just say new game, option. So I would just do it again. And I'd play for another like beat the game, beat the Kanto, beat Red... 
and I'd be playing it and like I remember I have like this Mew and I don't know what happened but I just remember being really upset because I lost that Mew because that save file just went <laughs> gone. That is like the biggest weakness of like the original games is just because of the cartridges that they're on and the battery that they require to keep track of all that. That stuff dies really fast. Yeah, you can find you like you can lose your save data pretty quick. I find the other weakest part of the cartridges themselves is they can slide under bus heaters really easy and then don't come back out. R.I.P. Blue and Yellow. R.I.P. Blue and Yellow. But yeah, so one of the major things about the games though is they introduced obviously the Johto regions. How do we feel about the Johto region as a whole, Jack? Sorry, what did you say? I didn't. I, you, I cut out. What? So yeah. we're moving on to discussing the Johto region. How do, do you, you feel about the Johto region? What do you think of the the region layout and design? Oh, it's okay. He hates it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he hates it. Yeah. You heard it here. You heard it here. Those were the words that I came hate out of his mouth. He hates it. I hate it. I hate it with every fiber of my being. He hopes it burns to death. Yeah. How'd you know? I could tell. The, I think the Johto region is fine. The okay. Like, we gave it away. <laughs> I think it's fine. Um, I have my beef with this region, but like we can get to that later. But like thematically. Thematically? What yeah. the fuck do you mean thematically? Like the towns and shit. Oh. The towns are fine. Yeah, just talk about the region, like yeah, the, the region cities, itself. the routes, the environments. I don't have a whole lot. The, I mean, I don't know. Johto is fine. I think in the grand scheme of Pokemon regions, it's kind of unremarkable. Uh, it's a little bit too small. And the... We'll get to the, you know, pacing and level scaling later, but like... I don't know. The idea to go, like, more open-ended at a certain point in the game, I feel like just kind of hinders it more than it helps. Um, but it's alright. I think there are some good towns. I think it has great music, but, I mean, that's not what we're talking about right now, but... I mean, we can. The music fucking rules. I got nothing yeah, bad any, to like, say about the music. Any, like, specific favorite town themes, battle themes... Um, fucking. Hold on, I need a, I need a picture of the map and the major cities. Here we go, Goldenrod. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, I like the um. I do love the theme for Cherry Grove City, mm. which is also the theme for uh. I'm blanking on the other two. Mahogany, I want to say. It shares a theme with, I think, two other towns, but I forget which two. But like, yeah, there's like a few that like overlap. I always forget which ones they are. Um, Blackthorn City is cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think overall the towns in this game are pretty cool, but not a ton of them like stand out to me in a major way. That's all. That's about all I have to say, honestly. So I'll say. I like the design of the region. I think my major, my only major complaint is that there's a lot of caves. Like, there's, you've got Dark Cave, which is gigantic. 
You got yeah. Mount Mortar, which is gigantic. Yeah. You've got Union Cave, which is pretty moderately sized. Yeah. You've got the Whirl Islands, which are a connection of ca- underwater caves. Yeah. There's, there's Ice Cave. There's a lot of caves in this game. Not enough. Like I, so like I like. I think Crystal does a better job visually of like getting them all to be a little more distinct, especially Ice Path, since it's literally like just a totally new aesthetic like they actually made it an ice cave but that's like my only major complaint is i think there's too many caves but like i like the variation otherwise for the region like you've got places like ecruteek and violet city which are a lot more like traditional themed as opposed to the more urban settings of kanto you've got stuff like Seanwood and olivine which are these like coastal towns that are a little bit different than what we saw previously you have which olivine has my favorite town theme i believe uh blackthorn is pretty unique with it being it has like a little dragon's den is another like cave-like area that's yeah. up the north end of the city you've got like blackthorn just surrounded by a mountain region which i think is really cool and obviously johto is connected to kanto so We'll, we'll get to talk about that, but one of the standout things about this game is that this is one of those things where, like, Johto kind of cannot exist without Kanto. At least, we've never seen Johto exist without Kanto before, so... Maybe we'll get a Let's Go Johto game where they cut Kanto off entirely. No. That would be fucking stupid. I... I, I think it'd be funny, to I be would, honest. I would quit this podcast... And projectile vomit for the rest of my being. Like, I know it would be a stupid idea, but I think it'd also be funny. Just to see how, like, they'd be able to space that out. Yeah. I don't know. I um, mean... Live viewer Bronze Tier Stooge Al just gave it away. I like caves. You do like caves. I do like he caves. He lives in a cave. I don't tell anyone. <laughs> if there's anything I didn't can... say which cave. Oh, thank you. Uh, if there's anything you can take away from our Tears of the Kingdom review episode, it's I do enjoy me some caves. You do be spelunking. I do be spelunking. Um, are there too many caves in this game? Possibly. Do I think of all of them as caves? Uh, not. I mean. Speak your truth. Say yes, and you love it that way. I mean, it's hard to say what else they would have, because they're going for a more realistic approach for the world building. And, like, especially... And, yeah, they're going a lot the more natural. the setting in which... Because uh, it's based off of a region in, in Japan. So, like, that region, yeah. I believe, just naturally has a bunch of, like, caves or mountain, mountains and stuff. Uh, so it's bound to have more, like, just more of that because of that's how they're basing it. Um. Right. I don't know. I guess. I guess it's just compared, I guess it's just compared to Kanto, because Kanto's, like, got those man-made dungeons that you can go to, Pokemon Mansion and Power Plant. And it's got at least slightly more variety. Yeah. Not much, but, like, I think just changing out those two for, like, more natural caves, there's just an abundance of them. But I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just an interesting observation I made when t- 
talking about Jodo with a friend, I was like, you know what I realized? I mean, the other thing is, is a lot of those areas are not even required. You have what? What? That is a cool thing about Jodo. Yeah. Ice Path, Union Cave, and only a portion of it, not even the full thing. One and a half caves. uh, Unless you count Toho Falls that connects you to Kanto, but that's technically in Kanto. No. It's it's not even really a full cave, like... In the so, sense that, like, but uh, yeah. so it's like you you don't have to like explore all of these caves, um, yeah. So I, I get it from is. like it's a little bit repetitive as far as the type of side area you get, but I don't know. I, I like it. Uh, would I wish there was like more variety? Sure, but they're also going based off of a very limited. It, it's a Game Boy Color. They're Game Boy games. Like, I'm not gonna demand a whole yeah. lot. Um, but I I do enjoy the Johto region. Um, I love... Now, here's one that is not a cave. National Park. Oh! That song? Oh! So good. Is, is the thing itself very remarkable? No, not really. It's just a fucking giant grass patch. It's a Pokeball shape. Yeah, and like, there's the bug catching contest there. Cool. But, it's like, it does give you a breakup in the monotony of like, yeah. Special areas. Um, And it, uh, it's just cool. And it has a fucking killer song that I hate you both for not bringing up first. But I guess I don't. I take that back because I got to talk about it. That's all that matters. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. To its credit, there are a few more dungeons in um there's in Johto, but they're they're not they're not caves. Yeah. They're you got cuz you've got the burn tower, yep. the bell tower, yep. and sprout tower. Yep. You got some towers. And all of, all three of those you have encounters, so they're they're technically dungeons. Mm-hmm. So it's Two of them have now rival about fights, it, yeah. so yep. yeah, they're requ- like Sprout Tower's not required unless you want Flash. Yeah, if you want Flash, then then it is. And then is Burn Tower technically? I know it is in Crystal. It it's required in Crystal, yeah. not in the original. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, that's the fun thing about Crystal is it changes a lot. Um, I know, I, know yeah. I should just know things because I recently played through Pokemon Silver version for the channel. But I, that was a thousand years ago. I've been playing a lot of Gold and Silver for my virtual console living deck, so recently I've had way more a lot of chances yeah, to play. You've had way more uh, experience with it. Though that being said, let's, let's put this idea out there. Al? Anyone else who pays for Patreon? Maybe maybe we'll do a Gen 2 Nuzlocke. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. You have to... Do you guys know how many hours you've clocked in the Gen 2 games, <gasps> like, off the top of your head? Jack, say, like, less than this many. Okay. This many. There we go. For the listeners, Landon held up... All ten fingers, and Jack held up nine. Uh, what do you want me to say? I don't know. What? How, how many hours did do you, you do? You think you played? Honestly, you yeah. Uh, 
I have way more experience with Heart Gold and Soul Silver than I do with the original games. I've done maybe three or four full playthroughs of the Generation Two games, so maybe like. Well, don't sell don't sell yourself short. That's a lot more time than I. Thought I mean, you were I don't say. know. Maybe. I mean, one whole playthrough is a good thirty so hours. Like maybe or so. Hundred. That's about hundred. hundred plus hours. 20, 130 hours, maybe. Okay. Good. Oh, Jesus, where do I start? Um, <laughs> Landon and I have played a lot of yeah, these Yeah, I'm going to be more involved just... once we get to the, so, the like, next one. So, I've had at least three large files on a cartridge copy of Pokemon Gold. Mm-hmm. Two of those definitely went over 150 hours, and one of those definitely went over 100. So, I'm just going to, like, lowball it and say 400 hours on cartridge. And then I've also got uh, a file on Virtual Console for gold that's gone over 150 hours. A file on silver that's reached about 50 hours. I've got a crystal file that's reached about 20 hours. I'm not really going to count that. But, like, I'm definitely looking at somewhere in the ballpark of, like, 650 plus. Uh, And that's, like, lowballing it. I might be closer to, like, 800-ish. I don't think it's over 800, but it's it's definitely a ton. Uh, I mean, the funny thing is, is there's like a couple games that I've played, just games, single games, that I've spent more time than Gen 2 on. But I mean, I've spent a respectable amount of time on Gen 2 for sure. I probably estimate myself probably around the 500 plus like mark for the Pokemon Gen 2. Because I probably spent... 200 plus hours on my silver copy as a as a kid and then uh with the amount of different like starts and just like going through like gold probably easy another uh 100 150 there add probably an extra 40 hours to from crystal um and then yeah, Virtual Console, I did a playthrough of uh, Silver there. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say somewhere, not not nearly as much as Cloud, but definitely a lot, a lot of time. Not too far behind me, for yeah. sure. Where would you guys say Gold and Silver, Crystal, like, rank for you in, like, the grand scheme of, like, the entire series? Like, kind of just, like, ballpark. Let me think about this for a second. Yeah, I'll say for me, it's definitely like near the topper, like the higher ends. Like, Hard Gold Soul Silver is literally one of my top two games, but Gold Silver Crystal themselves are like, I have a tier list. I remember putting them in A tier. That's about correct. I think they're they're definitely in like the upper third of the series. Even like going back to them, they still play really well. I mean. Yeah, they're slightly slow because, like, you don't have running shoes, so your only option to move fast is a bike. But, like, it introduced so many little tiny things that just make the game just easy to revisit, especially over Red, Blue, Yellow. Like, we talked about how archaic they are, but, like, I mean, Gold and Silver just... You can move Pokemon directly without having to change boxes. You can... Um, you can just 
interact with objects to use HMs instead of going into your menu all the time. The bag just having more, you know, space in it. Just all these little things just make the game so much more streamlined. It's amazing how easy they are to go back to. Like, yeah. They are. I've gone on record. If you watch any of our old content, I've gone on record saying I usually flip between like their remakes and the originals as like some of my favorite Pokemon content. End of uh, story. Um, if I were to rank the nine generations, uh, for you don't have to do like all of them, but like, no, where no, would, like Gen two fall, like fourth. Okay. Like fourth. Yeah. Okay. Fourth. It's not bad. I would say at worst fifth. But Damn. I mean, I would probably, I would probably say, but fourth is about def- right for me. Definitely too. no higher than fourth, though. The top three is pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, the top three. I don't know if it's not gonna. It might not be in the same order as yours, but it's like what three, four, five, it's right? Three, five, four. Like, but yeah. For me, it'd be. I think it'd be. F- uh, Four, three, five, maybe. It's kind of hard. They're like all really close. But yeah, no. I mean, Gen 2 are just really solid games. Like, just. They're surprisingly balanced for what they were. Like, they didn't have uh, natures and, like, they didn't have the EV system that they do now. So you could, like, do cool stuff. Like, you could max out all your Pokemon stats still. So, like, if you wanted to use an Espeon that used Shadow Ball. I mean, it's not great, but you can do it. You probably wouldn't want to be caught dead doing that in Gen 3, but you can do it in Gen 2. You could take a Dunsparce and beat Red over the side of his head with it. Yeah, you can do that. True. Dunsparce really came in clutch in your Pokemon Silver run. Fucking... We have a Let's Play. Go watch that. All right, let's recount it blow by blow uh, for the rest of this podcast. All right, <laughs> so we get... no. So, so we talked about the um, where we would place them. Like generally, we talked about Johto region. One of the things that I thought was really cool was just the fact that there is Kanto there. Like I know, it it it's such a like heated topic. Just like the fact that oh, these games have two regions. Some people like to this day, they like beg. They're like begging. They're like, give us another game that has two regions. Like, Gold and Silver in their remakes are the only games that actually do this. But then there's other people that are like, well, Johto kind of sucks because they had to put Kanto in there. So, like, they complain about it. So, like, how would you say you feel about the inclusion of just these games having two regions like that, including the entire Kanto region? It's cool. Adds a lot more to the game. Uh, adds, like, an extra, probably, I'd say Kanto is, what, like, a quarter of the game's total content in terms of, yeah, like, Yeah, because, like, do. the thing is, is you have, you have all the HMs already, and so it's easy to move around, so, like, you're not going to spend nearly as much time as in Johto. But, um... Probably, like, ten hours. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would complain about it, but I think it's cool. Most people complain because it's not balanced well. Because well, no, yeah. it's well, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into this game's balancing. My God, I mean, 
I mean, we can start talking about it. It right fucking now. sucks. This game, like, I want, I want this to be a more open discussion because, like, that's just how this is the kind of topic that we should just go for. It sucks. This game, sucks. this game's level scaling, like, and pacing is fucking terrible. Like, it gets to a certain point in the game where, like, it opens up and you can go to a few different cities, but, like, the level of Pokemon just completely flatlines for, like, the next six hours of the game. And it's hard to actually get experience for some of the later trainers in the game because you're fighting all of these random, like, late teens and early 20-something Pokemon. Like, when you go... Like, meet up with Lance and Mahogany Town, and you have to take on the Rocket Grunts, and all their fucking Pokemon are in the teens. Even, like, I get it. If you go through this area first, it's meant to accommodate for that, but it also means that the game's pacing suffers as a result. And, yeah, that's. I mean, I'll say my issue with the pacing is more so the fact that it's just it it randomly spikes in the wrong ways like they they also i like yeah just like jack said like they have stuff that's a little too low but then like you have these ridiculous level spikes where like like if you're playing at like a normal pace going from whitney to morty is kind of a huge jump and then like Morty to like the next three are not that bad because you have so much that you can do. So by the time you get to like these fourth, these fifth, sixth, and seventh gyms, your your team's gonna hit around like the thirties. But yeah, there is a sudden like drop off, but then it just spikes right back up and like goes all the way up to like forty with Claire. But then like it just ramps up from there. But the problem is, is that when you get to Kanto. They decided rather than, like, balance the EXP based on, like, the point of the game you're at, they were like, well, the gym leaders are obviously weaker than the than than Lance, so none of them can be stronger than Lance, except for Blue, because he beat Lance before, so he can do that. And Blaine, I guess, sure. And then, like, all the other gym leaders, like, they had... <laughs> Shout out to Janine and her level 39 Crobat. Because they could not justify putting her stronger than Koga in the Elite Four. And I think I'm actually, like, highballing. I think that was just the remakes level. I think she was 36 in the original game. I'm gonna look this up. But the problem isn't just that. The wild Pokemon are also... Super their levels are scaled. They're scaled to what they would be in the original games. So, like, if you go to Route 1, you're going to get Route 1 levels. If you go to, like, I don't know, man. Route 9, Route 10, you're going to get, like, mid-teens. Because that's what they were in the original games. They don't, like, buff the levels up. I think that's the issue. Is that they just have a lot of... Kanto just... They they tried to make Kanto the Kanto levels. Okay, Cloud, you were slightly off. In the original... In the original games... Her Crobat is level 36, but in the remakes... Yeah, that's what I... In the remakes, yeah. it's level 47. Yeah, I caught that. Um, Wait, 47? Yeah, 47. 
Really? What? Yeah, her Pokemon in the remakes are in their late 40s, early 50s. No way. Yep. Okay. But yeah, like, that's not... That's, like, my only real issue. But, like, I really like the fact that the games have this, like, endgame boss with red. And there's a lot of stuff that they want you to do because of the day and night cycle, the weekly cycle... It feels like they want you to, like, kind of grind this game out, which is why they have, like, the levels are low, yeah, but, like, you still have plenty of stuff you can do before you fight Red. So I think, like, what they were going for works, but it's, like, it's kind of, like, lost the the messaging over the years. But, I mean, like, for their time, I think it, I still think it was fine. I think what I, um, I am a little spoiled though, because, and I mean, we're spoiled in general. They fixed Kanto and Johto, especially Kanto in the remakes, because Kanto was like shrunken down a third of its size. So you had to, everything was like a lot smaller. And not only did they add that stuff back in the remakes, but you also had like extra areas that they added beyond chuck's uh city seeing wood but like i mean you had stuff like in like the post game of just the base gold and silver did you ever do like the trainer house in viridian city there's this trainer named pokemon trainer cal and um he has the three starters at level 50 but his team gets overwritten if you do like communications with a friend their team gets subbed in his place. So I used to like load my team up in another game with like Mewtwo, Legendary Birds, Blastoise, and I would just fight that team over and over. Hell yeah. I think that was sick. I think that's something that they need to bring back. They used to do it quite a bit. Like Ruby and Sapphire had this in the form of secret bases. Um, They brought it back mm-hmm. in the remakes. You could do that with secret bases. But, like, no, there needs to be more Pokemon games where you can just make a friend into an NPC and just fight them. Make yourself into an NPC yeah. and fight them. That too. I understand people's complaints about the pacing. But I don't care because I have a fun time. That's fine. You know, that's... that's I mean, yeah, it, like, it, like, kind of, it does flatten out as far as, like, uh, like, wild Pokemon and, like, Kanto's wild Pokemon. It's just like, hard to add a new, are, yeah, like, it's just hard to add place. new team members after a certain point. Yeah, but also from a world building, like, world building, like, uh... Like, like a thought process of it, it's like it makes sense that Kanto would still have like a bunch of low-level Pokemon mostly running around in the areas that it was. It wouldn't change too much over like three years or two years or whatever three years, it was between, yeah. you know, yeah, generation one and two. So level fifty Pokemon aren't just gonna magically start showing up uh, just because some kid beat up Team Rocket and uh, Lance got yeah. dethroned. 
again. But it, it, it yeah, it it can suck for some people, and usually, man, I can't really think of. I would say the biggest the biggest issue I would have with uh, Johto is some of the Johto Pokemon are locked too. Yeah, down. yeah. It's really hard to start trying out the new toys when some of the new toys you have to beat the game to try out. Yeah. And I know some people will say that silver's the real like end of end game, but like not not te- technically the elite four. You is. get a credit sequence after you beat Lance. Like yeah, there's a massive post game yeah, and there's that's... a second credits, but like that doesn't mean you technically didn't beat the game just because there's all that post game material. Like you still beat it if you beat Lance. Yeah. But I don't know. I love the post game material. That's like it's usually my biggest gripe about like newer Pokemon games. At least I haven't played Scarlet Violet still. Who knows if I ever will at this point. Maybe one day. Maybe Cloud will force me to. He almost tried to buy it for me. <laughs> Instead, I got a shirt that's slightly too small. But that's fine. I can still wear it. And it's cool because it's trails. I got you anyway. two trails. Um, you did. it too. Tune in for next time yeah. to see another shirt. Yeah. Um, I, so yeah, no, I love, I love when these games have like a lot of post game and I just feel like this, for me, like this game set the bar for like the amount of post game, not necessarily the type of post game. Now, am I one of those people who would love to have like a second region with its own set of gym leaders? Does it necessarily have to go back to like an older region? No, but they've kind of done that in some games with like uh, the battle facilities. You know, you got your your battle frontier and stuff uh, like Emerald with its own like shit. So like they they've had that type of stuff. I kind of I, but I like that kind of stuff is when you get like like harder challenge like trainers that you right. wouldn't have access to and i mean the battle tower did come out in crystal so that even added some more replay value right there like with crystal they have yeah. the battle tower is a little different like it's in intervals of 10 and there's no like you know special you know trainers that you can fight after certain streaks or anything but like you get like i think it's like you do like a series of trainers and like you get items as like rewards so you can get like held mm-hmm. items and stuff like that like it's it's really cool that like even generation two was like starting that kind of thing like you said like generation two really started a lot of not just mechanics but just design decisions that the games would have going forward i think that was really just without it just had like all that design decision without like really having the time to flesh it out right unfortunately yeah Yeah, because i mean they had to pump these games out Yep, because like you have let's like in Fire and Leaf Green, you got the Savai Islands, and those pay homage to Johto at times too, because you've got the music that they're bringing back from the Johto games and remixing and stuff like that. And I really mm-hmm. liked that because it was like, like I just really I know it's never gonna happen, and I've turned to ROM hacks for this purpose. But like I just I think it would be so cool 
to have a game that has Johto, Kanto, and the Sevi Islands all in one game. Oh. Like, that would be insane. Like That would be... They, sh- they need to do... They need to do another Kanto remake. Another one? Actually, at this point, it would be a Johto remake. Yeah, an- another one. Another one. But it's got but it's got to have the Sevi Islands. It's got to have the Sevi Islands and Johto. Done. Yep. I will say, like, there was a game that I played. Um, there was a Tohomon ROM hack, Tohomon Enhanced, and that one has all three regions. And like, by the time you get to the end of the game, you're at, you're going to Mount Silver, and like, there's a, just a gauntlet of trainers with level 100 Pokemon. It's insane. Hell yeah. I think what would be cool if, in this hypothetical, if you had Johto Kano, Sebi Islands, you got to choose where you started. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. And then, like, your challenges are different based off of that. So, like, Sebi Islands would have to have its own, like, league, I guess. Or, or maybe, like, league. or maybe, like, Sebi Islands could end up just being, like, either, like, before you go to either area, or it could be at, like, the post-game area after you've beaten the other two areas. Fair. Well, here's a hypothetical for you. If this game took place after the storyline of Johto, because something that Johto, the the Johto games do is, uh, you know, show off what happens to, you know, Cinnabar Island. It gets you know, decimated by the, the active volcano right. that's nearby. Um, Seva Islands serve as a spot for some of the gyms for Kanto. That would be kind of cool, actually. Yeah. So instead, you get, like, uh, Seva Islands is just now part of, like, the Kanto experience in full. That, that'd be pretty cool. Um, have you guys... Pl- um... How much do you guys know about, like, the beta for these games? Because there's, like... I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. Like, especially, like, the Pokemon that, like, have been shown off over the last couple years. I've seen a fair bit. I've seen a fair bit. So, like, I was big on, like, when they ended up getting a hold of that Space World 97 demo. And I think one of my favorite things that's come out of it is, speaking of which, there are, like, some ROM hacks that, like, kind of realize the full like beta version of johto it is insane like how different johto is going to be because johto was just going to be straight up the entire like like country of japan just condensed it'd be like and then like kanto was just gonna be one city heavily condensed it's yeah it's gross it's it's really weird. weird and like i guess red Cause like you can find him there. Red is intended to be like the gym leader for the entire Kanto region. That's like in huh. that one city. Yeah. I guess that makes sense just from a story perspective, but that's still like. Yeah. Huh. No, you know what's really bizarre is like when in like the actual Space World '97 like code, there's like references to like. Giovanni and Misty becoming Elite Four members. How cool would it have been if Giovanni came back and was an Elite Four four member? As long as he has a better team. Yeah, true. His team notoriously sucks in most games. Yeah, true. 
Yeah. At least, uh, you know, when he has his, like, normal types, he's fine. But when he, once he has his ground-type team for his gym, just kind of... I don't know, it's that Kangaskhan, man. That's the only part that I think is good. Were you about to say something, Jack? No, not really. Oh. <laughs> you moved towards your mic, I was like, oh. I wasn't sure, sure if you were expecting me to. I did. I did have a uh, a question that I wanted to ask. It's just kind of like a general thing. So, like, we've gone over like general likes and dislikes about the game, but um, what would you say are like your favorite things that they added in these games over the first generation? I absolutely adored the the day night cycle when I was a kid. I thought that was cool. Um, and I, I thought it was weird when Gen 3 took it away. Yeah, that was kind of weird to me when, like, I first played it. Yeah. Like, no not to, like, Gen 3 in its entirety, because it, th- those are perfectly solid games. I know I probably just committed 12 years of blasphemy for the, the character I put up, but, you know, I'll say it. They're okay. They're fine. They're less than stellar. They're mediocre at best. But going back Don't to your shit. main point, they suck ass. Um, yes, they suck ass. Um, I, I, I just thought it was like super weird that they uh, just like cut a like what I what I had assumed was now like a pretty core mechanic was like just time, <laughs> especially since well first. I think what pissed me off the most was I couldn't access natively Espeon and Umbreon. I think that's what that's what did it to me. Yeah, because I mean, not only did not only can you only evolve them in the Hoenn games, you can't obtain them in the Hoenn games. So the literal only way to get one is to get Eevee in the two games that don't have time at all, and then move them over to one of the games that do, which or not a lot of people do. transfer him from. Coliseum or XD. That too, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about but, we'll talk about Gen 3 at a later time, but yeah. The day-night but, cycle yeah, is... Day-night cycle for Gen 2 is like, as a kid, I was like, I love this. And obviously the new types and stuff, but like, definitely like, for a core mechanic, I like, took to that real easy. Breeding, I did not understand. I think I threw away an elect-kid egg as a kid. Or like, some egg. Like, I had an egg at some point pop up and I was like what the fuck are you talking about old old person delete get out of here I don't want that oh yeah and crystal cause the he's he gives it out in crystal no no I'm like my my Pokemon actually fucked oh oh that egg okay I thought you when you said Uh, Elekate I was thinking about the egg that the free egg that you get yeah yeah, no, no, no. I, it was like one from breeding, actually. And I, I think it might have been a kid. It might have been something else. But like, like I just didn't understand that concept. That one wouldn't come back around to me until actually Gen three. But like, uh, the uh, yeah, same. Yeah, the uh, the day night cycle was the thing that like stuck with me as a when I was playing the games at first. I'll say that my favorite things were probably. Just a lot of the quality of life features I mentioned, like just the expansion of the bag, being able to check what my moves even do so that I didn't have to like put them in Pokemon Stadium just to know what I'm doing with my moves. And 
Um, probably also like I like the breeding mechanics, but like you said, like I wasn't big on them until Gen 3, so I can't really say that like I liked that like in retrospect, and I'm gonna have a video on this on my solo channel, plug plug plug, but like there's a lot to talk about with the breeding mechanics and and these games already added a substantial amount into that whole system. But I mean I did also like the dark and steel type inclusions, like getting new types is exciting. And I would say that the idea that the special stat was split into two stats, like, obviously I understand it better now, but even as a kid, I thought it was cool. I was like, wow, there's this whole new stat. Whoa. Like, More numbers. Yeah. Like my, even when I was a kid, like I was a big fan of numbers. Like I was a big number file. So it was like, whoa, numbers. Yeah. Hell Yeah. They added a hundred new numbers, too, to the Pokedex. And you can catch 26 different unknown. They're all shaped like letters. You can spell out slurs. I legitimately thought that the unknown were, like, really creepy as a kid, but, like, they were so mystical that... Jack, you're the type of person that I would assume ran a team of four unknown that was just F, U, C, and K. No, because I was one of those kids that... No, I, I said did... Jack. Yeah, oh. definitely. Okay. Yeah, you nice. you seem like uh, one of those kids that would... I wasn't even um... allowed to swear until I was like 13. Yeah. You'd be one of those that just has a team that just spells out Pokemon. Yep. No, I just... Like, I like Unknown, though. And I that's another thing. Like, Pokemon... I almost said Pokemon Johto. The Gen 2 games, like, they introduced quite a lot of, like, interesting gimmicks. And it's not, like, it's something that I want to see them do a lot of. But I think it just adds more flavor. Like you said, world building. It's really cool that, like, they just have these interesting Pokemon, like, Unknown, who literally only exists to be a weird alien with 26 different forms. Just to add just to add world building. Like, there was, oh, you know? there was no other purpose for it. The fucking phone calls. Yep. I love hearing about that Rattata. <laughs> yeah. That was another... That's like a major mechanic that they added. As well as was, rematches. I didn't mention that at the beginning. Yeah. But they they allow rematches too, thanks to that. Yeah. So. Especially like Crystal. I, yeah. I, I historically do not say a whole lot of nice things about Crystal. Except one female protagonist. Bomb. Two, um, the phone calls from certain people will give you evolution stones that are so limited in these games otherwise. Oh my god. Holy fuck. Oh yeah, that is one issue about the base gold and silver is, yeah, there's the, it's so limiting, like, what you can actually legitimately use because there's so much stone evolutions you just can't get. There's so many item trade evolutions and stone evolutions that it's so limiting. Um, but I mean, hey, if you catch one bajillion Magnemite, maybe one will have a, a metal coat so you can evolve your Onyx. Oh, dude. I spent so much time very recently for my living decks. I had to just thief off of Magnemite because I had already used up one of my metal coat to my 
actually two of my metal coats because I used Scizor in both games. One to keep and one that was going to my living decks. So I didn't have a spare metal coat for Steelix. So I had to like just go through Thief off Magnemites. Eventually I got one. My only other solution was I was going to have to play through my crystal file all the way to when you can get a metal coat because you get one guaranteed one. But that was oh, so far away. So I trust I me, I didn't want to. I I had to I played through an the, entire. It's on the file. it's on the boat to Kanto. I know I played the, for the let's play. I did that. Oh my! Because it was God. easier than the catching. Because I I didn't have a Pokemon with Thief. For oh, the, okay. For that, the that, that for makes the sense. let's play. That makes so sense. I had to literally catch Magnemite. And then go to the box, check and see if they had a fucking metal coat, and then release them, and then, yeah, keep doing that. Oh, jeez. But you know what's easier? Just fucking playing through a game for, you know... Because if you're just running through these games, it takes... You, I can like beat 20, it in... Like 15, 20? Yeah, like 15 hours. Like, you can just run through fucking uh, gold. Like, that, I think that's what I did, because I just ran through my copy of gold. Um, but then I utilized uh, silver for... Because I need this... What Pokemon did I need the stone for? You guys gave me... I was given a weird team. Oh, uh, wasn't honest. it Bell Awesome? Bell Awesome, yes. see? Another... They had new stones. Sunstone. And they had some pretty... Pretty cool... Yeah, evolutions. Bell Awesome's cool. Uh, but getting Bell Awesome kind of sucked. And the only other way to do it, to get one, you had to like beat the bug catching contest and beat like get number one in the bug catching contest and there's a motherfucker in that contest if you get cool trainer nick you might as well just turn the game off and reset you're not beating cool trainer nick that dude always wins and i'm not even there exaggerating is... like they they almost always give him the the scores are so high there is you can look up the scores for uh, for the Pokemon uh, that are catchable in that, and he, it's really hard to beat him without, like, really trying to, like, you have to find like, very specific Pokemon in order to beat him. Yeah, I think the the exact thing you need to do is, it has to be Butterfree, Pinsir, or Scyther. Yep. They have to be the highest possible level yep. with the best possible HP stat, and keep in mind, you can't do anything so much as touch them when you throw a ball. Because if you do any damage, if you try to put any status helmets on them, that drops your points. You won't win if you do anything like that. Yep. And then it's even and ridiculous. even then, because of the stats being involved in that process, you don't know if you win until like you could catch something and still lose really badly to Nick. Yeah. It's a cool cool concept. Fuck Nick. Fuck Cool Trainer Nick. Fuck Cool Trainer Nick. My god. I do wish that they had brought back the Safari Zone. I like that they brought it back in the remakes, but that's not the. Re we're not talking about that. It is a shame they don't have it here. It is, and I understand that's like what the bug catching contest is supposed to like. Replace. Kind of replace. And it, at least it's unique and it gives you access to some pretty decent items. But the 
variety of Pokemon that is available. I mean, Scyther and Pinsir. They're already pretty there. cool, especially in this game. Fucking Scyther. Because you got the evolution. Yeah. Rip Pinsir. We'll never Pinsir will never be good. They made a better Pinsir. His name's Heracross. Sorry. Yeah, Heracross. Just, Heracross is the fucking coolest. Her- Heracross is probably the second coolest bug Pokemon. I'm sorry. I gotta give it to my boy Shuckle, but... Oh, yeah, of course. I was about to ask you, too. I was like, wait a minute. Who's number one? It, it like, who? went o- it went over my head. I was like, wait a minute. Obvious answer. Obvious answer. I will say, I wish Shuckle... I get Shuckle is, like, kind of available naturally, but real hard to get. And Dunsparce. Fucking... Fuck, fuck that one... One percent. One or two percent. In yeah. Dark Cave. God. Without a swarm. God. Fuck that shit. We really did give you, like, the toughest team to assemble for that game. Well, I think I... I think I picked Duns... No, no, no. I actually picked... Who was it that picked Dunsparce? Oh, it was Pixel. Shout out to Pixel. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure it was Pixel on our uh, Discord. Because I asked people what I should use. And, um... Yeah. And I believe Al picked, um, was it Remoraid? Octillery? I think so. Yeah. But we had to sub in, um, Lantern, uh, for the pre, pre-post yeah. game. Because you don't get access to, um, Remoraid until you can get access to the better rods, which is in post, like, you have to have access to Kanto, which is... Once again, bringing back to an earlier point, not having access to some of the new Pokemon until you beat the game. Kind is definitely is definitely legitimately a yeah. Yeah, it it kind of hurts on the the team building. What did I pick? A little bit. I don't remember. Let's see. Um, so my team, no, you picked, you picked Steelix. Steelix. I, that's yeah. Easy. yeah, yeah, and I picked Ball Awesome. So. We all picked something that was hard to get or took a long time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. But I mean, yep. you you could throw a dart at a wall and you'd hit something that was hard to get in Johto. Like they did it on For purpose because the... they wanted you to grind it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I stuck with my starter choice, which to make it easy, because knowing knowing you assholes, it was going to be hard. I went with Typhlosion, the Cyndaquil line, just because I love yeah. all three. I can use all three, but that was easy. And then, ju- was Justin the reason why I picked Knockdown? I'm pretty sure Justin was the reason I had to go with Probably. Knockdown. Maybe? Fuck, Knockdown sucks. <laughs> yeah. In, in... These games, specifically the Generation 2 version of Gold, Silver, Crystal. Noctowl blows ass. Noctowl blows ass in every game. It's not just Gold, Silver. Noctowl is a little bit better later on. Like, it's Moopool doesn't fucking blow. Yeah. As much. Now, design-wise, I also I agree with Jack's earlier point. Like Noctowl is pretty cool looking. Oh yeah, Noctowl looks great cool. design. And a part of that, part of that is, does help because of the anime. You know, Ash had a shiny Noctowl. Shoutouts yeah. to Ash's shiny Noctowl. 
Um, so I, I always thought Noctowl was a cool Pokemon, but really having to use it in this game, it was when when my team involves a Dunsparce, and I'm I'm saying like something else is worse than that. It, it's kind of sad. Yeah, for sure. So that leads me into like one of the last topics that I can think of to really talk about. And that's that it's not for everyone, but there is a legitimately large portion of the fan base loves shiny Pokemon. And this was the first games that shiny Pokemon were introduced in. So I do want to ask, have any of you besides the, the red Gyarados in Lake of Rage obviously was like a way to introduce the concept because otherwise, if you didn't introduce that, then you wouldn't have people even knowing about shiny Pokemon right away. But have you caught something outside of that red Gyarados in these games that was shiny before? Nope. 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 Not, not in these in, games or any of Not in these games. Damn, really? I wouldn't get... No, I've never... I wouldn't get my first shiny until my shiny Ditto in Pokemon White in, like, 2011. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... I might have caught a second shiny, but I only remember one shiny in these games. That isn't uh, the Red Gyarados. And I caught it somewhat recently because it was on the virtual console versions. You want to know what I caught? Dunsparce. A Goldeen. Damn, you hate Goldeen. Goldeen sucks, dude. Like, <laughs> and Who's the shinies, the shinies. Goldeen or Hoodoo? Like as a shiny, or just no, as a just Pokemon? In yeah, as a Pokemon. I mean, I would take a Noctowl over a Sea King. I mean, let's Damn. be let's be real. Noctowl has an interesting move set. It has hypnosis. You can teach it some psychic moves later on. Sea King's literally just a fish. It just gets the the standard fish moves. Like nothing interesting about it. And the shiny's not even interesting either. Like the sh so. Goldeen back in these games, one thing that was interesting about Gold and Silver was like the color palettes were not entirely solved yet for Pokemon. There were still a lot of Pokemon that their colors weren't what they would be finally when they standardized everything. Goldeen used to be, it's, it's always been majority white, but it's also had some pink, but it's also gone back and forth. And more recently, it's been kind of like a pinkish orangish, mm -hmm. but in Gold Silver, it the, the base one was just outright pink and then the shiny was orange so like when I'm going through my boxes I still forget that that's my shiny <laughs> like because it's or it's orange it looks like a regular goldine and I'm just like oh yeah that's right this is a disappointment well you got more than I ever got as far as True. shinies so did any of you ever encounter Pokerust in these games? Because that's also something that first showed up here. Not in these games. Yes. Really? Yes. Ooh. Do you remember yeah, when? I, um, I believe it was in my uh, original Silver, like, uh, one. Uh, but also, considering I spent 200 hours or more, like, in that game, uh, I'm, I'm not that surprised. I, I, I know I got it in... In this and in Gen 3. Uh, I know it's a lot easier in, like, later generations, like Gen 3 and onward. 
Well, more so Gen I Four because so. you can trade for that stuff. Because Poke Rust is actually um, it's like a contact thing, and it's actually rarer to get than a shiny Pokemon. Oh well, I got Poke Rust, but not a shiny Pokemon. So, I'm real easy at catching diseases, folks. There you go. <laughs> I've caught Poke Rust in these games, I believe. Um. In the virtual console release, definitely not the original release, though. I didn't know Pokerus was a thing until Gen 3. And even then, I didn't get Pokerus until... Maybe late into Gen 3. I think I... No, I definitely did get Gen, get Pokerus in Gen 3, because I remember my friend... I had a cousin... We'll, we'll t- I'll talk about it in the next podcast when we do, when we do like, Gen 3 podcast. But, like, yeah, I definitely bumped it in in Gen 3. But, no, I recently got it, I think, on a virtual console release. I remember uh, one of the NPCs saying it. I can't remember which game it's in. I'd have to, like, look back, but, yeah. So, um, Jack, did you have anything to add? Any final thoughts about Pokemon Generation 2? Like, just Stadium? Stadium is great. Stadium 2 is great. That's about all I got. This is still a little bit, like, in the grand scheme of Pokemon, a little bit before my time, uh, in terms of... What a young uh, buck. Yeah, I know. Pushing 30, and here I am talking about how I didn't get into Pokemon until the third generation, but that's for the next... That's for the next one. Um, But, I mean... They're great games, I just didn't really grow up with them, so I don't really have a lot to say. I'll have more to say about this particular region when we talk about the remakes, honestly. So how was your night off, then? Uh, good. Good, alright. I'm glad you had a good night off from the podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah, I was gonna say, I, um, I did play a lot of Stadium 2. I didn't own it, I rented it, but I remember I rented it a couple different times. The mini games are really, really fun in that game. I only played a little bit of Stadium 2. Like... Uh, I remember... Dude, it was yeah. so high... Because it was, it was so crazy. So, like, I mean, people were already pretty hyped over Stadium 1 having Pokemon in 3D with these clean models. Because they look even better than what was in Pokemon Snap. But, mm-hmm. like, Pokemon Stadium 2 was crazy. Like, the metallic texture... On, like, Skarmory and Scizor and Steelix. For its time, it looked incredible. I remember just being wowed by some of the models in that game. My biggest memory of Stadium 2 is on a band trip in high school, someone was, like, emulating it on a computer. Like, they brought their laptop and they were, like, emulating and playing that on the bus. It's like... My biggest core memory with that game. It's not me playing it. <laughs> no, so. just, just remember someone else was playing it. Yeah, and and so like I don't I like I don't own a copy. I I don't like like it, uh, Al Al says Stadium Two Crobat Teeth. Oh, oh god. god. Are they Stadium realistic human teeth oh, that are yeah. just yellow? God, have you seen Crobat from Stadium Two? It's... Probably, but it's not like once again, it's not 
I'm gonna. It doesn't live I'm with gonna, me as much as like other stuff. Pull this up. It lives run free in my head. Good. Okay. Let me see this. So, uh, if we don't, do we have any final thoughts, or do we want to just go on to our wrap up? Oh yeah, they're like they're pretty much like realistic human yeah, teeth. They're yeah, they're gross. That's cool. I want a set of those. <laughs> You're jealous oh. of Stadium Two Crobat's teeth. Yeah, they're cleaner than mine. Um, what was the other yeah. like uh, side game? Uh, Pokemon? Pokemon Puzzle Challenge. Pokemon Puzzle. That's not Pokemon Puzzle League. I don't care. No, it was a follow up to Pokemon Puzzle League. Doesn't exist. I think it's pretty good. I mean, I've talked about just, it on our on our major like a series podcast. So I mean, just go listen to that. There's not a lot to talk about. That's literally all the side games. There is one other game that technically is a Gen 2 game, even though it doesn't have Gen 2 stuff in it, that came out at that time. But only in Japan. So we're not going to talk about that? it. What was that? Uh, Pokemon Card GB2. Oh. But you like that game. I like the original. I can't say anything on the second game, even though I know it's better, because I haven't played it. Oh. I need well, to play it. I need to play like a translated version of it. You need to fix that. I know that Pro Jared played a translated version of it, so I can't be that. Don't hard know to get. what that is. Is that a console? <laughs> ah, yes the the normal boot Pro Jared. That is the console. You're just making shit up now. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. All right, so we've actually talked a decent amount about Pokemon Gen Two. As you can see, Jack is a lot less versed in it than we are, than Landon or I are. Landon and I both find them to be incredible games. But in the next podcast, we'll talk about, not the next podcast, like the next one, but the next time we talk about Pokemon, we'll come back and we'll talk about Gen 3, I'm sure. We'll have... Stick around for Season 2. Oh, yeah, that'll be then. That'll be in Season 2. We're not doing it in this season. We're wrapping up the season soon. But speaking of wrapping up... Segway, let's uh, talk about what we've been up to the past couple weeks. But wait. Hold the phone. You gotta go get Telemuck, don't you? And you have to talk about the Patreon. Do I have Jack, to? My voice hurts. Jack, can you do Jack, the Patreon read? Talk about the Patreon. You haven't talked at all. I haven't heard 18 words out of your mouth. Okay. You can talk about Patreon. Talk about the video that just went up. I don't know. Do something. Um, yeah, all right. Shout out Twitch and stuff like that. We have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Gaming Stooges. Join our Patreon to the Silver Stooge tier and find some fresh new videos that you wouldn't be able to see otherwise. Uh, we have a Discord. Link is down below or somewhere if you're on Spotify or whatever. Um, it's in the description. It's in the description. Show notes, as they call them, whatever. It's in the description somewhere. Uh, we just uploaded some fresh VODs this week. Uh, we got the last two Mario Wonder VODs. The first Tunic VOD went up yesterday. Uh, for, according to Landon, the good Tunic VOD, which is the second one, will go up tomorrow. Um, and then we got WarioWare going up on Friday. 
Uh, By the time this goes out to audio streaming, these will all be up already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, I'm speaking purely in the to the uh, stream listeners. Uh, follow us on Twitch and listen to these streams live if you have a fucked up sleep schedule like we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lennon's back. He's got Tillamook, I presume. Does he have Tillamook? I have Tillamook, maple, and candied pecan, frozen custard, baby. We're going back to some classics. No more of that ice cream bullshit. We're going back to the frozen custard. I keep showing off these great things that I can't have. Fuck you. Taste test. Don't stop until you hit the bottom. Damn. That is what that says. Which is a little bit easier to do in the frozen custards because they're not massive. Yeah. I don't think they should be encouraging that on the regular ice creams. I think they should start. Um, someone asks, how do you get the custard? Live in the West Coast. I go to the store. Live in the West Coast. In the... That's, I mean... Greater Portland area, especially. Like, they might have some in some local grocery stores, but you'd have to be going to, like, a full-on grocery store. Like, you can't be going to, like, some, like, department store like Walmart's not going to have it. But, like, uh, local chain Hannaford, I know that it Tillamook has uh, cheeses mm-hmm. at that location. I haven't checked to see if they have ice cream from Tillamook, so I'd have to go back and look again, but... It's possible uh, that Tillamook might. <laughs> I'm in Massachusetts. Help me. <laughs> I am also in Massachusetts. Help me. We're well, in... if you just fly out here, I'll just take you to Tillamook. True. True. Ask Jack. I did that. Yeah. I gave him COVID, and then I took him to Tillamook. Hey, you didn't give me COVID personally. We just got it from the same source. That's true. But still, we can make a trip out to Tillamook. It's it's like a day trip. Like, it is a day trip. Yeah. It's easier if we just stay uh, out on the coast for a day and make it a two-day trip. Yeah. But it's like, it's not that far for me to actually go to their fucking headquarters. Yeah. Lucky bastard. Yeah. All right. So what have we been up to these past couple of weeks, Jack? Uh, when was our last stream? Was that before the new year? It mm-hmm. was... Yes. Uh, right before the new year. New year was uh, okay. S- uh, had a small party with some close friends. Wasn't anything crazy, but it was fun. Um, Have still been watching Better Call Saul with my girlfriend. Um... On this past Sunday, uh, my dad and I went to uh, the Colts game. Or, excuse me, it was Saturday, actually, because they rescheduled it from uh, Sunday to Saturday. It was the last game of the regular season. It was a play and get in, lose and go home for the playoffs, and they lost. And it was very disappointing. But the game was still fun because it was close until the end but um 
Otherwise, I've been playing more Super Mario RPG, which is very fun, and I've been enjoying that so far. Uh, yeah, that's about all I got. Um, for me, I've been, man, I've done quite a bit. Uh, I mean, I got sick as you guys could hear throughout this entire podcast. I I'm on day five. It's great. My cough and like my throat is better, but it's still not great. And now I have a super runny nose. So that's been really cool to contend with this entire day. Then you're pretty much over over it. Yeah. If you got the runny nose. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna get through it. Tomorrow, hopefully, maybe the day after, should be back to normal. Um I also mentioned in the last podcast that despite me playing a ton of Mario Kart, it's actually just made me want to get into other kart racers. Now that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is finally like over quote-unquote so i actually recently got sonic and sega all-stars racing sonic and all-stars racing transformed i bought garfield kart furious racing for switch because it was on sale for three dollars and for some reason despite the fact that there's options for it i could not get online to work the game's fucking it's kind of fucking bullshit we, I bought it um, specifically because Cloud said it had online, and I'm like, all right, I'll spend the $3 on it since Cloud got me a an eShop gift card, and I had the money in my account, so I'm like, all right, I'll spend $3 on the Garfield game so I can play it with Cloud, and we can't even fucking play online. Fuck you, Garfield. <laughs> tell, tell him what the Reddit did to you. The, the Reddit? Oh, yeah. I... I put a question on the Nintendo Switch subreddit oh, yeah. asking if anyone knew. Jack, you left. They took my fucking thread down. They locked that what shit. The fuck? Nobody had nobody had the chance to answer it. The mods just locked it. That's such bullshit. Yeah, like how I guess I'm never gonna find out how to use how to how to play online in Garfield Kart, because I guess they don't want me to know. So Cloud, can you get out of the picture? Oh, I'm sorry. My cat is uh is uh chilling behind me. Oh shit. Yeah. It's sneezy, baby. It's sneezy. She's making biscuits. She's making Do biscuits it. on the beanbag. Hell yeah. Time to make the donuts. <laughs> Beautiful. She is going to town. But yeah, uh, I've been playing more kart racers. I started playing Diddy Kong Racing DS. Hell yeah. I owned that. It took a little bit of time to get used to the controls being a little bit different. But other than that, I, I was enjoying it quite a bit. So, I mean, I've been egged on by the Discord to make a video with the clickbait. I played every kart racer, so you don't have to. And I guess that's going to be a project that I will do one day eventually. Hell yeah. I guess. Patreon goal. Patreon goal. Yeah. Once there's, we get this many subs. I have we'll... I have quite a few games I could play, and there's more that I could get access to. I've got Mickey Speedway USA on Game Boy. I Okay. I guess I could play that. Time for you to get really into Sonic Drift. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I think I still need to get, like, the Origins Plus upgrade for Sonic Origins, and I was... 
I guess I'll have another way to play that then. I can already play it on I'm Sonic Mega so Collection. Sorry. I can already play it on Sonic Mega Collection, but now I'll be able to record it. Oh man, I'm really gonna have to play Sonic Drift, aren't I? Yes. <sighs> oh, Al makes a good point. Like a dragon has a as a mini cart is a is a but cart just the mini cart game. mini game. Yeah, just the cart mini game though. I don't know, man. But yeah, no, I've been playing. I've been getting into cart racers. Um, I modded my 3ds. It was surprisingly easy to do. Yeah. Sick. Oh, and um, <laughs> what else have I been doing? I got Sonic Superstars. Been playing through that a bit in pieces. Uh, we have the intention of doing a podcast where we'll review these games before the end of the season. So, Jack, you should get the game and play it. I will consider it. If not, you're doing the notes. Okay. Cool. I'm glad we have this established. Yeah. It's on record. It's on record. Uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, just been shuffling around different games i beat i I didn't beat i finished my virtual console living decks for the gen 1 and 2 game releases because like i wanted to have all my pokemon in pokemon home with the little the the little game boy icon i wanted i wanted 249 pokemon with a little game boy icon so i did that yeah that's it that's all i got oh and i started replaying i started getting back to the game uh bravely default there's barely I'm any feet so in that game. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we were talking about in the Discord. We had a really massive like amount of discussion in the Discord today. Oh my and god. At, and at this yeah, and at one point I talked about Bravely Default. And then I've been told by multiple different people stop it. <laughs> so, well, no, no, you can play no. it. I was told I was told it's good. But there's going to be a certain point where it's not going to be good anymore. Fair warning. And I'm like, cool. What Jack, how much, how much of Bravely did you play Bravely Default? I did, but not far enough to get to the point where it gets bad. Oh, okay, so like in your mind's eye, it's still like a decent game. Yeah. Okay. How much I How much did you play? Like how many like hours did you put in? Into Bravely Default? Maybe yeah. like 15. Okay, so I'm, like, around where you are then, maybe, because I just got to, like, 12 hours in. Are we going to have a Bravely Default episode? Oh, no. no. God, no. Is that what you want, Landon? Uh, I mean, I've beaten the game, so I can talk about it if we really wanted to. I guess. Maybe one it's day. Just- We'll it's up to you bravely, guys. Maybe one day we'll do a Bravely Default review podcast. Well, we don't have to do a review podcast. I mean, I guess it would just be a review podcast. We'll just discuss it at length. Yeah. Like, we just did a Pokemon Gen 2 review podcast. Except it's not going to be titled that. Anyway, hi. I'm KGG53, a.k.a. Mr. Dunn, a.k.a. The Mr. Gaming Stooges. I'm sure I have other titles jack do you remember any of my old titles um i remember there was a time where for some reason on discord you're or not discord this is skype days uh my name for you was landon the big ass tree 
<laughs> I, I, I remember. I don't remember that why. Landon put himself as the Hebrew rave master. Oh, of course. I remember that. Those are the classic days. Classic. I had such a long Skype name. I'm gonna find it real quick because I guarantee I have a screenshot somewhere. Please do. Yeah, that was like Landon's thing back on Skype is he had to make like the most ridiculously long username and Skype just took it. Like they just they let him do yeah, the whole thing. They Skype didn't have a character limit. It was beautiful. Yep. Um what have I been doing recently? I let's see, New Year's, um, we had that. Um I went to we went out to Bend, Oregon. I, I talked about this on a thing. At some point, um, was it a Kingdom Hearts video? Was it a stream? I don't remember. It was probably Kingdom Hearts video. Okay. Well, I'm going to say it again because Kingdom Hearts video uh, audience and the podcast audience probably don't mix too much. Outside of Al. Sorry, Al. Um, Shout out to Al. We went out. We, we stayed at uh, McMiniman's property out there. Um, we had... Uh, I had a pretty good burger um, in downtown... Uh, bend. Um, there was like a, a couple bands that they were playing at the McMinimans, and so we uh, watched one of them. And then, uh, because I'm an old person, I went to bed um, around midnight. Um, and then, let's see, the next day, we. Oh, that day started with a bomb ass breakfast at, uh, I think, Tollgate Inn was the place it was called in Sandy. Um,. And then blah, 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 blah. Next day, we went out uh, to... Uh, we were driving back home. We stopped at the High Desert Museum. Saw a cool fox out there. We uh, drove through Sisters. We stopped at um, a coffee brewing company out there. But they had a bomb. It was Kingdom Hearts. Because I remember I talked about the sandwich. The grilled cheese sandwich. Yep. With the tomato basil soup yep. that they had yep that was great um and then we did that hike uh uh as part of the mackenzie river <laughs> so that was fun oh yeah um let's see i play i've been playing dragon quest monsters still i've reached the upper e echelon and uh i beat my first area for that i've been playing more of uh phoenix wright uh, Leighton versus Wright. Um, I just finished part one of chapter four. Um, so like the third, the third trial in the game. I was playing that before the start of this, actually. And then, um, for the first time in two months, I've gotten back to the Legend of Heroes. Uh, yeah, I've been playing uh, Trails, uh, Trails of Arise. So. That's been great. I finished, like, the first third of Chapter 2. Nice. Um, and then... What you got there? I bought... I've been... I bought some of this stupid paperwork so I could complete a couple games of my DS. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection instruction booklets and then one of the health and safety precautions booklets and more importantly because my copy doesn't have the manual I have the manual for Explorers of Darkness hell yeah 
Um, if anyone needs a cart-only copy of Devilish, I had a cart and could not find just the case and manual and shit. So I bought a complete copy for like seven bucks. So if anyone just wants a cart, it's out there. And then I, I picked up this shitty game. I don't know. Hell yeah. Legends. And this was $15 at work, so I got the new Samba. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, um, there's been a lot of just mostly Dragon Quest. Uh, and, you know, I I start, I downloaded this weird game for my on my phone. Apparently the broadcast I've been watching has ended. Really? Huh. I don't believe you. I don't believe me either, but that's what my phone says. Uh, my phone's probably stupid. We are s- still going. Your phone is definitely yeah, okay. stupid. Yeah. Well, I won't say it out loud, but I'll show it on, on the video. And I downloaded something real stupid. You got Super Mario Run. No, you're not supposed to say it. It's supposed to be a surprise for later. What is later? Not too bad. This. We, we've discussed it in passing a a future future podcast topic. Whatever was on my phone. I don't know. Anyway. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening. So we'll catch you guys next time. We have already planned out uh the rest of the season's podcast except for one which is currently going under a poll as of the streaming of this podcast but by the time this is out on all platforms it's going to already have been decided on so we are looking forward to doing those podcasts if you want to know more about those join the discord again and oh, yeah i i Oh, we haven't talked about this, but I wanted to throw out an idea. For the final podcast for this season, I was thinking we get people to write in stuff for like stuff they want us to talk about about the uh, the the season. Okay. So, if so, you want to write us easiest way is just join our Discord. Yeah, but just you can join leave the a Discord. comment. You can leave a comment in the YouTube video, and uh, we'll check that, and we'll read that. So, if you have something, like a comment, or a question about uh, Season 1 of Gaming Stooges Podcast, uh, leave that in. Um, what uh, what week are we recording that? It's March something. Yeah, it's sometime in March. So, I mean, you guys have two months to listen to this leave a comment or contact us on discord there's gonna be i believe it's march 17th through the 23rd if i remember correctly or it's the 10th through the 16th one of those two weeks sometime between march 10th through march 23rd is when we're recording that episode so you have until early march to to let us know yeah But other than that, we'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Gaming Stooges Talks podcast. If you enjoyed us, consider subscribing to our podcast RSS feed or follow us on youtube.com slash gaming stooges and twitch.tv slash gaming stooges for more gaming content. If you'd like to chat with us, join our Discord. The link can be found in the episode description. We also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Your continued support means a lot to us. Not already one? Please take a look at what we have to offer anyone who becomes a patron at patreon.com slash gaming stooges. See you next time!